Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing maybe one of the worst films that we've ever done. Like we like I feel like we've said this before, but I feel like it's really true this time. It's I feel like structurally as a film, it's definitely one of the worst. Like structure-wise, just like what is the plot doing and how is it moving? It's also edited probably like i thought that the perfect the one that we did that was that also had bad editing was the perfect match i think um which makes me uncomfortable because the only two black movies that we've done are the ones that aren't really that well edited and that makes me feel bad but i also got tired of doing white movies and i've been thinking about this movie for years because i remember when there were trailers for it on BET back in 2011. Um, And I was just like, this is very strange looking. But I never saw it, of course, because I just didn't have the time. And I was still in Georgia. I don't like casually, when you live in a place where there's like cars, you don't like casually see movies. It's like an event. You have to get your friends to go. We all have to go together and we all have to decide. There's nobody who's like going to... I rarely saw bad movies on purpose in Georgia just because no one wants to invest in that. <laughs> oh, for sure. And like now with Movie Pass, living in New York, you can just see a movie because you're like, oh, I have a few hours. Oh, yeah. Now that Why I have not? Movie Pass, I'm seeing I'm seeing everything. I'm seeing yeah. bad movies left and right. It's yeah. fine. It's like whatever. Let's I'm do paying this. ten dollars a month. Whatever. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna see it and I'm gonna at least have a funny time. Like But yeah, I remember this. Um um uh, I remember the trailers for this for BET on BET in 2011. It turns out that it was originally um, premiered at a film festival in at the Boston Film Festival in 2006. So that's wow. so the film was done in 2006, but did not get distributed until 2011. And I guess the reasoning behind that is that Zoe Saldana got really big with Avatar. And so then they decided that they were finally going to do it. Even though, like, Zoe Saldana, I mean, I guess, like, guess who wasn't a, guess who wasn't, like, a huge movie, but it was still big enough. also, I feel like everyone knows it. Yeah, everyone knows Guess Who. Like, we're probably going to do it on this podcast because I think the- Like, my parents know Guess Who. Hi, Mom and Dad. (laughs) I think that the premise of Guess Who is really stupid for a lot of reasons. (laughs) Yes. So I'm probably going to talk about that and talk about race and get annoying. Um, But yeah, she's also in- (laughs) We definitely need to do Guess Who. (laughs) She's also, like, in in the first Pirates of the Caribbean, movie and she's in the terminal so it is kind of weird that they waited until 2011 but i guess avatar was like even bigger even though pirates of the caribbean was a really big deal i mean i guess avatar she starred in it yeah i guess that's the thing yeah yeah exactly she was forefront um but yeah pirates of the caribbean was bigger in my mind yeah yeah in my mind it was bigger like for because, my life I yeah guess. exactly because like uh, we've had uh, we've had like what like four pirates of the caribbean sequels and not a single avatar sequel has been made yet even though they've been being talked about since fucking forever yeah and if they made it now it would just be so annoying i mean but, they're still I mean, doing that, it that won't stop it from happening they're still doing it okay so this director um it was written and directed by a guy named dennis cooper who i cannot find any pictures of and this has been causing this has been causing me a lot of stress because when i search it um there's uh, this white guy pops up who 
um, is like a performance artist and like a writer and stuff. And it's very weird because I know it wasn't this white guy. It just doesn't make sense. And like, it, it's so strange because when I saw it, I was just like, it was it was so jarring to like incorporate this like this white guy Dennis Cooper with this movie because it was kind of like <laughs> it was kind of like. <laughs> It was kind of like if Andy Warhol made white chicks. Oh my god, yeah. No, I was like it just doesn't it just didn't add up. Like when I googled the director cuz I was like, "Oh wow, I'm really curious." Um, yeah, I had the same experience of course cuz we're both using Google. Um and and I was like, "Wow, I don't know if it's fucked up, but I kind of was hoping it was a black person because if a white person did it, that feels like there's just levels there. Yeah, it's um, very strange. Like this, this, this guy. Um, he wrote for Saint Elsewhere, uh, Hill Street Blues. He was a writer and producer of Miami Vice. He did like 19 episodes. He wrote for Chicago Hope, like, and he actually did direct a film back in 1997 called Academy Boys that I have not seen, but it has. Justin Whalen and Donald Faison and Ed Asner, who is also apparently in this movie. Although I do not remember seeing Ed Asner in this movie when I saw him on the when I saw him on the list of actors, I was like, "Where was he?" I must have like I don't turned remember around him either. And I feel like him. he must have chatted with Scott Pollan like when the doctors were being bitchy. Yeah, like that's maybe maybe that's what it was because like I just don't know. This movie, um, so so that's a little bit of the backstory for this movie. Another thing about this movie is that I am convinced that this was made in Windows Movie Maker. Oh, yeah. Oh, the transitions? Oh, my God. Every, like, this wasn't... Yeah, every editing technique This wasn't even is Final Windows. Cut Pro. Like, yeah. I, I, I was like, I recognize this from high school classes I took... Yeah. Oh my God. And Where so I made like commercials. And okay, so like I was reading, I was looking for reviews of this movie, and I found a really bitchy review from Pajiba, which is um a publication that I usually like, but somebody wrote that it was like it was made by a spoiled Tish kid. Okay, two things. Number one, <laughs> if you didn't go to Tish, don't talk about Tish kids. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, second thing is this does not look like it was made from Tish. Tish has some of the best film and editing resources of any film school. That's why Spike went there. That's why that's it's ridiculous. Here's the thing. If you want to make fun of Tish kids, actually make fun of Tish kids as in know something about them. Don't just say this looks like a Tish film. This looks like a film that I could have made at home in Georgia. Don't don't talk about Tish like that. Seven-year-old Pajiba review. I'm still mad about it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm so You're like, don't come for my school. <laughs> don't come for my school like that. This looks like it was made by a Tish kid. Let me tell you something. Tish kids can make bad films, but guess what? They all look beautiful. It's that they don't make any fucking sense. When they're bad, they don't make sense. They don't look like this. You're gonna diss us, diss us correctly. <laughs> There we go. And that's, so don't come for Tish. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. And it also, it also feels like a contradictory burn because it's like, it's trying to leverage some form of elitism, like, like a, an accusation of elitism and an accu uh, accusation of incompetency. And obviously you can be elitist and incompetent, but it's like, you went to this like really nice school 
and this looks like shit. And it's like, again, like you said, no, probably somebody who was this, a bad filmmaker at that this, school would have good editing. Also, this is like, guy is a this guy was a veteran television writer. He didn't like it, it was also just like you didn't read. It's like you saw a bad movie and you just made a bunch of assumptions. This guy is a veteran television writer. They wrote some of the best and most influential TV shows that were on television. Like and you can and you can even kind of tell it in this film that he kind of writes like a television writer so it's very weird like it and this is why i just don't think i think that white people are really really bad with reviewing films that are directed at black audiences whether they be good or bad because their vantage point and the way that they talk about them is always just like making assumptions about privilege and making assumptions about money that a lot of black filmmakers just didn't have and never will so it just doesn't it just doesn't track like a like a like a black filmmaker having like an amazingly fully funded education from like Tish or like AFI is an anomaly. So I just don't understand why you would this y'all need to think about what you're saying when you write it. Like just because a movie is bad doesn't mean that you have to be like a bad critic when you talk about it. <laughs> that's that's my opinion. Yeah. And also stop sending these white people to see these black movies when white people don't care. <laughs> they don't care and they write like they don't care. Like, I mean, and it's not even like this is like a movie worth defending. It's not, but it's just, uh, it was such an annoying review to read. It's just like everything that's annoying about like overly white criticism and just, ugh. Anyway, this movie is trash. But uh, but we're going to talk about it with a little bit more empathy, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I <laughs> I uh, I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say right after. Like, I'm a white person. So and you just talked about how you don't want white people talking about no, these movies. No, no, it's fine. So. No, it's just this thing. And I just, like, I feel like, I feel like you would find this in, like, if white people, like, wrote reviews of, like, Lottery Ticket or, like, Next Day Air or, like, one of the Friday sequels. I feel like you find this, like, kind of, like, tone. Yeah. That just, like, makes, that just, like. There's, I, like, a conde well, like, there's, like, this condescending, like. There, there's just a lot of condescension and assumption rather than it like like actually interacting with the movie it's like somebody goes in with like either a chip on their shoulder or like like oh i don't get it like or so therefore it's bad yeah you know? like it kind of like it's just like uh, it's like so many people love roger ebert and it's like roger ebert always you know gave a movie like space and time and like talked about movies with empathy i mean he did it more so in his old age than when he started definitely yeah. but it was just like just like if you don't like talking about movies don't go <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's kind of how i feel and it's just like i know that like some people are like on staff and they're just like well we got to see everything but it's like annoying it's like when i was like watching like one of the videos from um like this like really popular white guy's channel from like channel awesome and like one of his like white friends were was like doing like his worst films and like had girls trip on it and like and i was just like girls trip as a worst film yeah and That's it was bullshit just, and it was just like this like white dude who like obviously didn't have any cultural connection to girls trip didn't have any empathy for the characters and just like put it on a worst list in a way that like 
Oh, which that's... which just which only really tells me that you're white. Like that's all that tells me. Yeah. Like the rest of it, it doesn't matter. Like people just need to think more about this. But well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like he couldn't like it's a really good comedy and like the fact that he couldn't connect to the characters says more about the fact that he's white or male. Yeah. And it's also so just you shouldn't I don't know. It's not that hard to connect to characters, even if you have really different life experiences. You I don't think. think it's that hard. Like, I you, don't get you it. You would think. But, yeah. like, it seems so hard to people. Like, like I remember one critic, like, like, and oh, my God, when I when I, when I I quote tweeted him, I, I it completely blew up in a way that I didn't expect. But one critic called Girls Trip, um, <laughs> called Girls Trip uh, in a commercial for Essence Fest, as if that was a bad thing. As if he knew what Essence Fest was. That supposed to be like an insult? As if he knew what <laughs> Essence Fest was before he saw the movie, because I guarantee he did not. Like it's so strange. Yeah. And I was just like, just say that you don't have any interest in these kinds of people and these kinds of characters, instead of just like pretending like there were no narrative arcs. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, they're <laughs> just can't deal with it uh, and again it goes back to like if you don't actually have anything to say about like if you actually aren't interacting with a movie and like trying to have a dialogue with it like an actual dialogue if you're just trying to dismiss something maybe it's not your thing to talk on like yeah like you don't have to speak like there are some movies that i don't like and you'll never hear about it because i didn't like it because it has nothing to do with me and i understand that other people feel a different way like yeah there's a difference between something being objectively bad and something just being something that you just don't relate to exactly yeah it's just like it's a thing and the thing about like this like <laughs> the thing about the heart specialist um t- to actually like talk about this movie is that um the heart specialist is what we call a man com yes it is it is such <laughs> it's such a bro com like like it's just like and i think that like the the like, the inclusion of like zoe saldana so prominently on the poster is such a misdirect because it's not really about her and she doesn't get that many scenes yeah yeah she doesn't she's <laughs> like i feel like she's wasted she yeah she's totally wasted in it i think that like people didn't really nobody really i i guess when they shot it they just didn't really think about it and think about like whether or not she was gonna be important or yeah. I don't know like I think that they were surprised that she was going to be important but it's it's like one of those weird things where it's like a person who has like a very small role in a film gets like a bigger face on the box when they get famous like this this is exactly what happened because this is a this is a Wood Harris and Brian White movie and like yeah this is them this is like Wood Harris just handing you know his wisdom and his worldview to Brian white and basically calling him out for how he treats women but also how he connects or doesn't connect with people in general um it's it's totally it's it's like a yeah it's like it's like it, i love you man it yeah it's very it's very i love you man uh, it, it's like it, it's basically just like okay so this harvard graduate um essentially um he this Harvard graduate played by um, Brian White, he doesn't know how to connect to patients. He has trouble caring for people. He has trouble caring for women in his relationships, which is often mirrored to the way that he doesn't have any interest in patients. And like 
Wood Harris is basically just like, I get it, you have the clinical knowledge, you went to the good school, but what you really need to be doing is learning how to be a person to these people. Yes. Is what he's is what he's trying to communicate. Exactly. He's like this he's he has this one specific talk with him, um, where Wood Harris is like, Hey man, like you objectify women, but you also objectify your patients because you just view them as nameless patients. You don't think about how they're feeling, you don't think about how to connect with them and how that even that that will make you a better doctor. Um, and Wood Harris is he's very convincing. Like I really like him um, as an actor. He's really convincing as his character. Um, like he's very warm. He's very funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this isn't a this isn't a rom com. Like yeah, if they if they got together, it would be a rom com. I like, kind of wanted them to. I I wanted them to as well because, because I, like it just felt like Zoe Saldana was like the skirt. Like it's just yeah. like we like no homo. Like she yeah. was very much like a no homo character. Like oh my god, that scene where she like um and then, gets naked and like puts the leaves on. Like I felt like so this is extra. It came out of nowhere, <laughs> and it was just like this is for the fellas. This is this movie is for the fellas. The fellas like. like hey dudes it's okay to also feel love yeah i felt like the whole movie was like it's okay love is cool man it doesn't you know also don't worry we're not gay like we're no just we're talking not. about we're our feelings we're definitely not in love with each other we're yeah. definitely not even though like kind of like the meat cute um between brian white and wood harris is that like Wood Harris is like watching Brian White like get like a like get just like a class thing like a little early like a med student like briefing because it's like a teaching school it's like a teaching medical school yeah they and have like, all these residents there and like Wood Harris is just like he just like spots him and just like immediately clocks him and like gets like gets like all these like feelings and starts like thinking about him and starts like trying to like shrink him in his head I'm just like this is a meat cute it totally is. <laughs> And like, like there's there's almost a suggestion at the beginning of the movie, like like uh, Brian White hits on Zoe Saldana and basically like asks her out, and then she shuts him down. So at first I thought it was going to be a love triangle because that's kind of also how it's marketed. Um, yeah, it definitely is, is marketed that way. Even though it's very clear that Zoe Saldana only has interest in Wood Harris, and her interest never falters. Like the way that she interacts with Brian White is just like very polite and sweet and friendly, but never really anything beyond that. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no like the movie gives you no moment where you think, oh, she's totally gonna like cheat on Wood Harris, or or never. she doesn't want to, but she's attracted to Brian White. Like she's very like. She has very good boundaries. And so I was curious because at first I was like, huh, maybe Brian White's just going to keep trying to go for her. And then Wood Harris is going to like. Yeah, I was I kept on waiting for like conflict and like, you know, um, I kept waiting for them to throw hands like I kept waiting for some kind of like serious drama. And really just the drama is that Wood Harris wants to teach him how to be a better doctor. And my thing is, is that like, I guess he did it because it's a young black man and he feels the need to mentor the other young black man. It's interesting that he's not mentoring any other young black man. Cause there are a few other ones that pop up, yeah. but, <laughs> but for some reason he just like zeroes in on Brian White. It's like, I'm going to mentor you, not Terrence J who was also in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey terrence missed you uh, we really did we missed no we didn't um no, we didn't but <laughs> we'll definitely see him again oh my god yeah terrence j from uh 
the perfect match oh my god he's also in baggage claim which we will do eventually oh yeah he's in he's in baggage claim and he's in think like a man too what isn't he in i didn't know there was a a two yes there's think like a man and there's think like a man too man Uh, yeah and we haven't i've never i'm not ready i've never seen a think like a man movie i've never read the book people have tried to loan me this book and i have stared at them like what could steve harvey possibly tell me about dating please please don't ever try to get me to read think like Like, a man was it a joke or was it no somebody seriously tried to give me the book and i was just like what who do you think i am you're like are you trying to hurt me what is anyone think that nonsense why did anyone ever think that steve harvey knew anything about women ever all he did the steve harvey show which is like one of my favorite sitcoms of all time all he does is neg her (laughs) he necks his love interest the only couple in the steve harvey show worth watching is is um cedric and levita which did cedric go by cedric on the show i can't remember i i mean he cedric the entertainer so i just thought of it but like yeah like it was that was the only couple worth it actually like if you rewatch the steve harvey show and just pay attention to cedric and levita alizé jenkins because they're the only people they're the only ones that they're the only couple worth watching on that show i'm sorry like who cares about steve harvey um necking um god um who is this act what is that actress name wendy robinson i think was who that actress was i feel bad i'm so sorry i hope i'm right (laughs) um but yeah it's just like it's oh my god there's there's a there's a kind of like steve harvey analog in this movie (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm the, I'm sure that this I'm sure that this um comedian has his own shtick, and I just don't know who he is. But he looked like Steve Harvey. He delivered jokes like Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, he. And I never really understood what his point was until you find out that he's that he's married to. Okay, Marla Gibbs. Okay, so this cast is kind of ridiculous. Okay, so we have Wood Harris from The Wire and Remember the Titans. And if you don't know who wood harris is please fix your life um agreed we have zoe saldana we have brian white who i still think gave his best performance in brick don't at me (laughs) i don't think that brian white is a good actor i think brian white is a handsome face that has managed to abide for years yeah i would co-sign that because he's he's good in brick but like everyone's acting in a weird in a weird manner in brick so it's kind of it kind of mirrors kind of his like wooden kind of acting in my opinion like I, have you seen brick no he oh oh my god we need to we need to sit down and watch brick together amazing let's, yeah let's do it we let's should. get snacks let's watch brick he plays this character named brad bramish or brad ramish or something and he's just like this football player who's like constantly mad that the coach won't put him in the game and so whenever you see him pop up on screen he's just like how am i supposed to score the touchdown if he won't put me in the game like that's what he does through the whole movie and it's fucking great great bit (laughs) it's great because like if you see you see him in the parking lot he's doing it you see him at a party he's doing it yeah he's constantly wondering why this coach won't put him in the game i love it it's great anyway um (laughs) great performance um 
but yeah, we also have Maya here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Maya. Maya is Brian White's ex. She's the one that got away I, that he's trying to extort with a sex tape. I was like, nice revenge porn storyline. So bad. What the fuck? I was so mad when I saw Maya. I was like, no, 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 run, escape. <laughs> yeah, shit. Like, like so. You know, they there's like montages. There's a lot of montages in this movie. Oh my god! And um, the way that they are edited like, is to like establish Brian White as a ladies' man, you know. And then we have this we have this run in near the beginning of the movie with him and Maya, where he's basically just like like I I followed you here, you know, from Boston, and and she's like I can't I don't want to be with you like I I've moved on, and then she's like I really want the tape back, and it's revealed that they made a sex tape when they were together, and he's basically keeping it from her as as manipulation and leverage like, and he doesn't explicitly say I'm going to show it to people, but it's obvious he's keeping it because he wants her to feel like indebted to him or afraid or it's really manipulative. Um, and gross. yeah, he's yeah, like I don't <laughs> like he's acting. He's doing the thing where he's like, "Oh, I love her and I just want her back." And it's like, if you loved her, you wouldn't threaten revenge porn. <laughs> like, right? Like, it, yeah, it's it's a very it's a very weird plot that I don't like. There's there's other weird plots. Okay, so um, the guy, the comedian guy, who's who we later find out is married to Marla Gibbs. Um. Who is the best part of this movie, by the way? Marla she is amazing. Marla Gibbs is like, oh my god! And when she said, and when she said that Terrence J looked like, kind of looked like Trey Songs, I was like, yep, that's it. That's literally it. That's the only thing interesting about him is that he kind of looks like Trey Songs. And now we found out that Trey Songs hits women, so we don't even care about Trey Songs yeah. anymore. Yeah, Marla Gibbs was. She had so many one-liners. Oh, oh man. my like, god! If and you just, like, invented hitting sex, other young what men. was I doing in Jackie Wilson's tour bus? In I was 68? like, wow! I was, <laughs> I was like, there actually. I watched this with my cousin. There were points where we would like rewind a little just to hear her talk more. She is <laughs> That's everything. How great she was. She's doing such great lines, and it's weird because she's the character that nobody wants to deal with because she's a bipolar. She plays a bipolar woman who like goes off her lithium and yeah. and, is, is, and like keeps on coming to this hospital and like hitting on hitting on doctors and stuff and it's just like she everyone doesn't no one wants to be around her but like she's the most but I don't believe funny. it like yeah. I worked with, like I worked she's... at a day health center with people like deal I mean not not off bipolar meds but like dealing with brain injuries and stuff and the people who like joke around are the ones you want to be around like what like yeah what? like she's, she's awesome like, she's so great she's like yeah. she's hitting on she's hitting on brian white she's hitting on terrence J. oh my god she hits on leon which whoo I couldn't believe that that was Leon. I almost like had a heart attack when I realized that that was Leon. If you do not know who Leon is, he is known for playing David Ruffin in the Temptations TV movie. And that's a classic. 
Um, he he was JT Matthews in the Five Heartbeats, also a classic. Cool Runnings, classic. Like this is a classic dude. Like he's also like a classic fuck boy and waiting to exhale. Like Leon is that dude. I was okay? so sad that he wasn't <laughs> on for longer. He he gets like one scene, and I was just and like, it's how just did her? Just... She's like, oh, like I oh, like I my could, coffee I, dark. I could have like, some yeah. hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, she did so many. Like <laughs> there was a lot of like coffee and chocolate and like food related <laughs> hit like lines and she was just oh my god she was just amazing oh my god so her husband her there's a scene that like doesn't go anywhere oh where god. her husband is like creeping on this like like basically barely adult like 17 18 year old girl and it's like yeah i can get you into the entertainment business and blah 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 and then jasmine guy Whitley Gilbert shows up to cuss him out, and I'm just like, why did, why oh, yeah, did Jasmine guy like this? It and it never like like he. We don't know that he is Marley Gibbs' husband until the very end. So the whole rest of the time, I don't know why that scene happened. Yeah, and it was I so weird. Don't know why and it it's happened. Also, and it's also it's such a serious scene because it's basically saying that he's such a known predator that someone wrote a book. Yeah, <laughs> so it. I think like he's gonna be part of the movie, and it's just like this one-off scene that's like you're a pr- like he's getting told off by Jasmine Guy, and she's like, I know all about you, and then we don't see him until the end of the movie. Also, like, like this is like, like a se- it's like why are we making this? Li- why are we dedicating? a bit to like a joke about a guy being a sexual predator <laughs> yeah like it wasn't really funny it, it was, was just not like, it was really upsetting i was just like oh my god i worry for this girl's safety and jasmine guy was you know she was be- she was like the girl's aunt and she was being you know an awesome aunt but it was like again it was like completely unnecessary and it wasn't funny like there's other scenes in this movie that are also kind of like you're like why d- is this happening but they're funny or weird enough that i'm like whatever cool but this one, I was just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I was very, I was very bothered. Um, so, like, <laughs> uh, we haven't even talked about the framing device. It's going to be, we're probably not going to talk about this plot linearly because it really doesn't. It's like a bunch of vin- vignettes, really, for a lot of it. So I don't know how I feel about um you like talking about it, but there it, it starts with a framing device that does not really like go all the way through. You basically find out that okay, so Wood Harris is not only a doctor, he's a stand-up comedian that gets a lot of laughs. Oh yeah, by the way, black audiences are some of like the most discerning crowds ever. You want to figure out if you're funny. You go in front of a black audience. The fact that like Wood Harris is just like consistently crushing through this ent- every set is ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. And also like I was kind of annoyed that um, when like one lady wasn't laughing, he decided like she was heckling and heckling is bad. But also it's just like you called her a heifer. Like is that what we're doing? Is that how yeah. we're dealing with heckling? Like, she was very much just, like, a drunk woman who, like, probably doesn't go to comedy shows, so she thinks it's fine to, like, talk shit. And that's super fucking annoying when you're a comedian. But, like, going immediately to body shaming and name calling, it's like, okay, nah, dude. Like, and I've seen this happen. I've seen this exact thing happen. Yeah. Where, like, a male comedian, like, a drunk woman says something 
and a male comedian immediately like comes for her like in such a personal way that I'm like, you could have made a joke. Dude. Yeah, there are, there are other ways. Like there are very like graceful ways to deal with hecklers, and I just feel like men. Like if the woman doesn't look good, he just like roasts her appearance, or if she does look good, he calls her a slut, and it's just like y'all could just. You could maybe not let your misogyny out so quick. But yeah, like, cool, just like you work. could try, <laughs> you could try to be a good person. But also, like, like her critique is like, like, <laughs> why is a doctor at open mic night? I've never seen a doctor do stand up ever. Never no. seen it. The only like doctor slash comedian that I can think of is Ken Jeong. Ken Jeong, like just him. Like, I can't think of anyone else who's ever done it. So, I mean, like, there are a lot of professionals that. I feel like I've seen I've seen accountants. I've seen there's weirdly a lot of lawyers. Um, you know, there's people in finance. There's there's people across the board. But doctors usually are too busy um, and probably tired. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> and yeah, it, it's just it like the the amount of laughs. There were points. There was one point where I counted how many laughs he got um, within a minute. And it was just it was like. I was like 15 or something and he was getting laughs when he wasn't saying punchlines it wasn't even like oh that punchline's bad he was just it was just like killing it yeah it was just like a lot of laughs I was just like this is a bit much and so like he's so he's an amazing doctor he's an amazing comedian he also is going to be the next Michael Crichton and wow I've never seen a film where another writer's name was name dropped this many times i was like i didn't know like no offense to michael Crichton, he's obviously got his thing but i didn't know michael Crichton was like such a deal i mean i feel like the director just had to have or the screenplay writer um just must have had a Crichton thing because i was like is th this almost feels like product placement I for mean, a like, writer yes we get it michael Crichton created er which i guess is the joke and he actually you know did study medicine and he was a writer and like okay but like it's just very weird that like he's just like I'm going to be the next Michael Crichton. Like, he just says this it so many times. so much. And, and Zoe Saldana also says it a bunch of times. And it's just... Why? Like, I felt... I, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be funny or if it was just being hammered in. Yeah, it's very weird. Also, just, like, the, the screenshots that we see of his writing is not very good. Um, it kind of seemed like I was like, this can't be a novel. Um, and I don't know if like Michael Crichton, like was he was he a good writer? Or was he just prolific? I don't know because I've never read. But it, it, it seems like he was writing a screenplay. But instead, he kept on referring to it as a novel. And I'm just like, why not just make it a screenplay? It would make more sense. Yeah. The, the whole like the whole arc of the novel, again, just felt. I don't know. It felt unnecessary. It felt like yeah, it was another it, it thing was that was really added that made the movie messier. Device. Yeah. yeah and and like the things that I felt like could could have made the movie stronger to focus on would just be the connection between Brian White and Zach, Zachary Wood. And also, um, you know, actually using Zoe Saldana. Um, but instead, there's all these aspects added. Like, I didn't even think it was necessary for him to be a comedian because... I mean, I guess that's just supposed to give more context to him. Um, but it just, I don't know. I just felt like it was trying to do too much. And the novel yeah. thing 
like it did yeah it just was not a good it wasn't a good framing device because it also like if you're gonna be like okay we're gonna write about this it has to be like an epic story and this just simply is not and that's just and it's fine some stories aren't epic but i think that you know it's this wasn't one of them so it was just weird. Like, I kept on waiting for a lot of dramatic things to happen. Like, even if it was just, like, paperback romancy, And it didn't even get paperback romancy. So what, what is this novel about? Is it about, like, one young brother teaching another young brother, like, how to be? Which I guess could yeah. be a thing. But, like... I wish it was set up more like, if you're going to do it that way, I wish it was set up more like two can play that game where it's like there's a person talking to the camera directly, setting up rules and regulations. So it seems like something that's cohesive and not just being like thrown together. Yeah, exactly. Because there's it's it's, it's there's also a lot of characters at the hospital. Um, and I mean, that makes sense. But there's a lot of characters that are on screen just enough. I feel like there's supposed to be an arc with them, um, but they're just kind of there. Yeah. Oh there's yeah. Method man shows up as like a drug is like, it uh, seems to be implied that he's a drug addict and he's also Zoe Saldana's brother. And I don't think that method man and Zoe Saldana ever talk on screen. He just talks to Jennifer Lewis who also works there and also has, has nothing to do. He just, do, do you remember method man ever talking to Zoe Saldana? No, there's only the one scene when he comes in and Jennifer Lewis gives him cash and is like, you know, get out of here. You're going to cause trouble. And, and she's like, you were supposed to be at rehab. And he's like, oh, you know, like, I don't want rehab, all this stuff. And then he, like, yeah, he, he gives Brian White, um, like, some attitude. And then he leaves. So, I like, again, I didn't really think his character, I felt like his character existed to contextualize Zoe Saldana more. But, like, she was on screen so little for being a main character that I didn't really think Method Man was necessary, even though I'm, I love Method Man. Like, I felt like he could have been a different character. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a lot of... I don't understand what Zoe Saldana's function in this movie is, aside from being a skirt. Yeah, honestly. And that's, un and that's unfortunate. It is, because she's... I mean, she's a great actress, and... She could have brought a lot to it. There, there's also like they're really there's this med student there, um, played by Ken Kenneth Choi. Oh my god! And he's really anxious. Um, this poor baby. I feel so bad for him. I feel he's so really, bad. Like, All of the abuse, this sweet honey. Everybody calls him like. Uh, like dumb and like they have all these nicknames they're like a bucket head and he's like he's just really anxious and so whenever he's getting asked questions by like main doctors who are teaching him he'll kind of freeze up um but people are so mean to him it makes sense that he freezes up because rather than being like oh, that's okay here's the answer everyone is, yeah, everybody's like you're an so idiot abusive. and you're never gonna make it as a doctor and they just like emotionally abuse him the whole time even like zach wood and brian white do it and we're supposed to they're supposed to be our dudes and i'm like why are you guys so mean to him this is so weird like yeah it's yeah it made me really upset and it also made me kind of like hate every character that treated him like that because it just doesn't make sense and also 
out of all of the people, like, I understand um, the whole, like, um, black man mentoring other black man thing. But I think that the person who needed the mentoring the most was him. And he just didn't get it. Everybody was just, like, yelling things at him. At some point, somebody says, clean that shit up. And I'm just like, we're in school. You don't talk to people like that. Yeah, he... <laughs> and he also, his character seemed like he genuinely had it, had like an untreated anxiety disorder. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like he probably had panic attacks. I thought way too much about this. I was like, no, I know. I like, was feeling the same way because it was um, like, and you also find out in dialogue that his, that his father is a doctor and you can kind of tell that he kind of, he got into medicine because yeah. of his father and he's trying to prove something to his dad. And it's just like. That's actually compelling, and it made me sad that he was just like a joke character. Same, like I felt like he could have added texture, and I, and I, I, I really wanted him to get therapy and probably like possibly Xanax or some medication that would help him so that he wouldn't always be panicking because I was just worried. Like I felt stressed out for his character. Yeah, I and felt then I was very like, upset. And at first I was like, "Am I just being like overly sensitive because this is supposed to be funny?" But then I was like, "No, this is just mean." <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah. It was it was like, really like mean. Marla Gibbs was funny. Um, oh uh, yeah, basically, uh, yeah, basically the white doctors only exist to be mean to him and like kind of mean to brian white but like whenever the white doctors are mean to brian white he kind of deserves it and i don't think that the movie gives <laughs> the movie the movie is not clearly like the movie is on his side so it doesn't really see it but like he's not good at what he does yeah like there's definitely a whole thing about the fact that he went to harvard and the hospital he's at isn't like a prestigious hospital so he kind of has like a little bit of an ego about the fact that like he went to this really good school and a lot of people there didn't. And so it seems like he uses that to slack sometimes, but then Scott Pollen, who is like the head doctor is a complete monster. And he, he's like the main white person. And he's, he just like, he disappears on screen and like yells at Kenneth Choi and makes him cry. And then like, is like, Brian, what you need to do better. And Brian's like, whatever. And, <laughs> And then he like leaves back to his evil cave. Um, yeah, 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 it's very weird. There's another white doctor who I think is supposed to be German. Oh yes, yes, the one with the really dark glasses. Was that a German accent? I really don't know. I didn't and really know what he was trying to do. I was like, you're trying to be an immigrant from a white country, but I have no idea where or a primordial. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, uh, where. Where in Europe are you from? I don't know. Yeah, like I think German, and I kind of wish Kyle had been there to like explain what accent it was supposed to be because he would he would know he knows Europe. Yeah, I don't, so I just was just like I don't, know, and I just don't know what his purpose was either. No, me neither. It um, was like. <laughs> yeah i mean okay so should we talk about because a lot of my notes here are about the filmmaking and i don't think that we need to really harp on this too much because you know i mean not everybody not everybody has resources not everybody even though this movie costs three million dollars so what i'm wondering is because the blocking is bad the editing is bad all of the music is placeholder music um a lot of the transitions are bad if it cost $3 million to make, um, was it because it spent a lot of time in post? Or was it because every all of the actors got paid really well? Or was it a mix of two? <laughs> yeah. 
I would, because, like, I would this assume does, cause this does not look like three million dollars. No, it doesn't. Like the the sets are really the green screen is not great. Like yeah, the sets and the editing genuinely does feel like something that we could make. Yeah. Um. But like yeah, it reminds me of my student film that I made at Augusta University. In Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it kind it does it does make me think that it was paying the actors based on some of the people that are in it. Although, of course, this was made years ago. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I am very curious where the money went. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, I, I guess I hope, I, you know, if since because of how it turned out, I hope that everyone was paid well. <laughs> um, and it wasn't all spent on editing um, that didn't actually work. Um, but, yeah, it was... It felt like a collage. I yeah. I feel like there were a few ideas in this movie that could have been made into different movies. Like, we could just have a movie about Brian White and Zach Wood. We could have a movie just about... Oh, wait, you said Zach Wood. <laughs> oh, Wood Harris. Oh, because I, oh. mixed, I mixed his uh, his doctor name with his real name. Oh, yeah, do- uh, Dr. Z. Dr. Z, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, Zach Woods from Silicon <laughs> Valley was in this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> I was, like, looking, at, like, scrolling, and I was like, oh, yeah. Um, we could have one just about Marla Gibbs' character and her whole marriage. We could have a movie about Kenneth Choi and his father. Um, like, I feel like there's a lot of threads in here that could be dived into. Um but what happened was just kind of a cobbling. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, what, how the editing process was, because the editing seems to be, I don't know. I don't really know what happened. Um, I don't really, and I don't want to make fun of it. Like, I don't know, this, that's not the kind of thing that I like to make fun of, because I don't think that it was just, I don't think that this was made by somebody who just didn't care. I think that something went awry here. That's that's what I'm feeling. No, I feel like this movie does, <laughs> per the name, it has a lot of heart. So a lot of the movies, one of the things that bugs me the most is that there's no heart, um, and they just feel completely boring or none of the characters feel real even though this one can be cartoony um i feel like wood harris is a really believable guy and brian white is pretty much playing himself or not playing himself but he's playing the reason that he's an actor he's playing like a handsome dude yeah it's like i'm handsome and it's like it it's kind of a shame that Wood Harris has to play opposite Brian White because I just don't think he brings anything. I feel like Wood Harris and Marla Gibbs carry this movie. They do. And Zoe Saldana would if they gave her a chance. Yeah. Um, and it's not that no one else in it can act. I just think based on how the script was laid out and th- I just feel like they were like, no, I'm going to kill it. Um, yeah. And I, and I didn't even know. Um, so, Oh yeah. By the way, I forgot to say this, but um, the original title of this movie was ways of the flesh. Wow. That is way too sensual for this movie. <laughs> I just, there's I, like one sex scene that is thrown in to like remind us that Zoe Saldana and Wood Harris are together. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's, 
it's so strange because yet yeah, really nothing hmm, nothing really serious happens except um when he um when wood harris passes out on stage near the end and what was up with that wasn't he sick yeah what was he sick with i was really confused about that i didn't know if i was just not paying good enough attention i didn't i don't think it was cancer but it was very much like he's very sick he doesn't have long because he ends up dying um sorry guys spoiler um and it's revealed at the end that like he was doing research to see if laughing actually helps heal you and that yeah was yeah yeah i remember comedian. that so i guess that like earlier i said I don't know why he's a comedian. That's a pretty big part of the plot. Um, but it's the reveal is so it happens so quick. Yeah. And then and then the movie turns the tone of the movie shifts a lot where it's really funny and silly and absurd. And then there's this really serious stuff dropped in. Um, like there's a, a scene where Zoe Saldana talks about um, how she met Wood Harris because she uh, attempted suicide. Um, yeah. And. I kind of wish that the heavy stuff wasn't in there because I feel like a bad person being having that whiplash and not actually it's not that I don't care, but it's not done well. It's so it's, it's really uncomfortable. Oh yeah, and uh, that also reminded me that um that Z that Zoe Saldana is like a, is like a painter in this movie, which is just it, which just feels like a lot. Like why can't she just work at the hospital? <laughs> why does she also have to be a painter? <laughs> well, you know, she's a dream woman, so she has to. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed this. That's the thing is this movie feels very disjointed. Um, it feels like a very long episode of a sitcom. Fun than yeah. a lot. Like yeah, I mean I think it's pretty. It feels a little too obvious to make a comparison to Scrubs, but there is very much that kind of tone. Um, it it does feel like a sitcom. Yeah, it just feels like like a it's like what what if Scrubs but black and like longer. Yeah, which like is not a bad concept, and I actually like the idea of a hospital, um, you know, of a hospital thing with black people in it. Actually, there was a show. Um, trying to remember, there was a show that existed which was about like a black hospital that like didn't do well, and I'm trying to remember what it was. I am on my phone trying to figure it out. Like and and I remember when I saw the um the previews, like I knew this movie's gonna be bad, but I also was just like, Oh yeah, not a lot of like black hospital things. Like that would have been cool. And that was <laughs> the thing, yeah. Like when I when I, you know, read the description and I was like, Okay, we're gonna watch this, I was excited for that reason. Yeah. Um, and because of a lot of the cast. And so I feel like if there was I don't know, more money, more time um, or if there were a few other people consulting on the direction um, and cutting out some parts, like it could be a really great comedy, um, but it, it feels like a draft. Yeah, it it does. It feels like a it feels like a draft. It feels like a like a like a, c a concept for yes. something. Yeah, exactly. that doesn't that doesn't quite um, make it quite quite well i'm still trying to figure out what trying to figure out the hospital show yes um i think i figured it mm. oh is this it 
Oh my God! Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. It was called City of Angels. It was an um. It was a predominantly black um, medical drama. It was made in 2000. It had two seasons. Um, and it was created by um Steve the the late great Steve Bochco and some other people. And it had like a cast that Blair Underwood, Vivica Fox, Hill Harper, Gabrielle Union, wow. Maya Rudolph. Like yeah, and I. I've only heard about this like in in the past because I didn't because it wasn't it was on CBS so I think it was on the wrong network because CBS is mostly for white people and I don't think program something with an all black cast I don't think would do well on CBS like maybe it would have done better on CBS in 2000 I can't say because I wasn't really I wasn't paying attention to networks in 2000 because I was eight. Um, That's uh, fair. <laughs> um, but like from what I know about CBS now, it's mostly like it has like a predominantly white audience. And I wonder if that has to do with why it didn't do well. But it kind of makes me mad that this never did well. And I kind of want to go back and watch it just to see what it would have looked like. Um yeah, I mean the cast is amazing. Yeah, I people mean, love a good medical drama show. And honestly, like Blair Underwood <laughs> deserves. He deserves. He really does. He does. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Gabrielle Union. But of, she, oh, she, she Gabrielle gets it, Union though. deserves the Viola world. Davis. Wow. Yeah, it was every like, everybody. Yeah, I mean, and also Maya Rudolph. Like I always, I want her to be in everything. Yeah, and I just uh, I love the idea of like Maya Rudolph doing, you know, being in a drama too. Like I'm mad that I missed that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she's also in Away We Go, which is like, you know, you sh- that's a movie that you should see. Away We Go, which I think I've recommended Away We Go on this show before. Um, please see Away We Go. Like. Please, if only just to see um, John Krasinski eat Maya Rudolph out, which is, once again, I love seeing women getting eaten out on screen. Um, if you ever want to just suggest a movie, oh, a woman gets eaten out in that movie, I care. I want to see it. Absolutely. <laughs> that I am the audience for that. Yeah, well, there's so many movies where it's... <laughs> I get. I, I actually get, like, actively anxious at how many movies have sex scenes where there's, like, no foreplay at all. It makes um, me so mad. And it's like a man and a woman, and then the man is just inside the woman. And I'm like, what? No, that's not how it works. What? Like, is she okay? Like, um, yeah. Yeah. So, cosign the eating out. That We need more cunnilingus in the movies. Oh, yes. More cunnilingus in the movies, please. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, uh, fast forward to the end of this movie, we find out that, like, Brian White, like, figures out how to be a good doctor, and he gets his own clinic, and, you know, the movie basically ends with, like, Marla Gibbs popping up at her at his clinic, and I'm just like, yes, the it's bad amazing. bitch is still around. The queen reigns, and also she it does, does so show Kenneth Choi at the end. Um, there's redemption because he is like he has become fully a doctor and he's teaching med students. But at one point, like a med student asked, like he asked them a question and they give an answer and he goes, you know what I said? There are no wrong answers here, which I was screaming because uh, it's medicine. So there's definitely wrong answers. <laughs> I was like, I knew what I knew what the movie was trying to do, but I was just like, oh, no, not for medicine. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell people that they can't be wrong when they're dealing with people's lives. <laughs> but I was happy to see Kenneth thrive. So yes, me too. 
Uh, oh my god! And this movie ends with the dance party. Yes, it does. Which is so. <laughs> yes. There's also yeah. It's just. It's very. It's like the movie is having a lot of fun. Yeah, everybody had fun. And you can tell that they did. It's just like what ended up happening in terms of plot and just like editing just didn't really come through. And I'm and I mean, it makes me kind of mad. But like also, you know, this was several years ago and we can easily, you know, make a better version of this if we want. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this concept is out there. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I mean, and this was made in, like, 2006, you know, it's easier to make films now, you know, you can make them with your phone. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, people are making iPhone movies. People are, they're making iPhone movies. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I I didn't, I'm glad that you also didn't feel good about being mean about this movie, because I didn't feel good about it. No, well, the (laughs) movies that I want to be mean about are usually about really really either they're about really really insufferable people um but usually the ones i want to be the most mean about are really overfunded yeah and and peddling really toxic ideas um yeah about I romance. Agree. and this one doesn't really peddle toxic ideas like um wood harris actually gives brian white some solid advice i mean there are definitely points where he's like you know being a ham but but like he does like it's not peddling yeah, misogyny. He, like I he's mean, actually he, calling him out. Yeah, so. I mean, and he says some like weird stuff, but he also like I actually really like the bit that he does when he does stand up about about how um prostate and about how like men just won't like a prostate exam could save their life and men just won't let it happen. Like Yeah, and <laughs> I he compares that, that, was, that to love. He's like they're just really afraid. Funny. Like and there's yeah, there's <laughs> like that. There's also so sometimes when he's doing comedy, there's like it, it f- switches to this visual representation oh of it, and there's god. like a scene, and it. <laughs> I don't know. That cracks me up. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it cracks me up too. Oh my god! The one where um where it was talking about like women faking orgasms. It was so funny. Not just because that's totally correct, but also just because the guy who's like who's like pushing, who's like thrusting into her, isn't thrusting anywhere near her vagina yeah nowhere like just like (laughs) yeah like you're like he definitely missed like definitely missed and she's just like of course she's watching tv he's not even inside her yeah like yeah she's like (laughs) she's like watching maury that's like i was like this is doing so much this is it was there's like sunflower seeds like on the (laughs) like on the nightstand i was like wow this is going in like I was I was those, I was cracking those up. Those sunflower seeds made me so nostalgic for high school. Man. Yeah, like, yeah, those used to be the snack. Yeah, those were the snack. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this yeah, I don't have any like this is a baffling movie and I can't believe it exists. But I'm also like I also feel better for it. Like feel better. Knowing yeah, that like it's I'm out not there. mad. Like it was delightful. Um, it was um, delightful.
beautiful and and like yeah and disjointed yeah i mean mean, and the thing is is also um and this is i feel like this is my episode where i where i really go in on other critics (laughs) this is my going in on other critics i have one more i have one more talking point about critics and then we're going to end this episode and that's making fun of movies just because they're cheap is really boring yeah it's really boring it's It's especially boring if you're making fun of a movie from an underrepresented community that's underfunded in terms of filmmaking like black film it just makes you look like an asshole yeah like you're like wow they don't have money to do oh my god the blacks just don't know how they don't have like i wonder why yeah (laughs) if you can't contextualize you shouldn't be a critic um if you can't contextualize, you can't be an intelligent um, movie viewer. You can't you you're not going to have any media literacy if you can't contextualize why something was made, who it was made by, all of those things. So it feels like, yeah, if it, it, it does feel daunting that ha- uh, so many people their version of critiquing is just like coming in full blast, like I like it, I don't like it, like okay, why? Also, like, do you, did you do any homework or or do you actually care about the possibility of liking or connecting with this story? Or did you want to just come in and say you didn't like it and make fun of it? Um. Uh, Yeah, this is just, this is just like a lot of just my pet peeves about things like this to the point where like when I, when it comes time to like picking black films to do for this show or to even like talk about at all, I just have to sift through so much like elitist garbage. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just yeah, I just there's a there's you I just I'm annoyed with the state of criticism in a constant state of being annoyed with the state of criticism always. Yeah. Always. And that's why you have to keep saying your piece, you know. I do. Absolutely. I do. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> I hope that you appreciated my rants. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, this is not a good movie. Don't watch it. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean. And I don't know. I mean, or you could watch it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, this isn't. I don't think you'll be angry at this one. I think it's a good one if you like to smoke or drink or do anything like that. Like, to just kind of, like, chill and 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 just go for the ride. Um I don't think it'll make you angry. I think if anything, because there's not, there was nothing that really made me angry. Like I was just like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of, huh? It's not like, it's not like leap year where you're just going to be like, why? It's kind of like, it's kind of like middle of the night kind of shit where it's like, you know, like I remember. Like you don't know if you're just tired or if that scene just happened. Oh my God. Yeah. There's this, I remember this movie that used to come on in the middle of the night all the time with like Dion Richmond from, from the later seasons of Sister Sister when they start like, when they have steady boyfriends. Um, And it was called like Trippin' and like Trippin' came on all the time. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, I can't remember anything that happened in Trippin'. That's amazing. <laughs> I did not see that, but I was, I mean, I yeah. was obviously into Sister Sister. Who wasn't? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's very, I don't know. There's a difference between, like, a movie being, like, bad with malice and a movie, you know, not being, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is not good, but, you know, it's not, this. we don't have any, like... <laughs> Like, but I, <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't hate the main people in it. Like, I, I liked them. 
Um, yeah. And it was a sweet, like the actual intent of the movie was kind of sweet, which is part of why I don't didn't want to like make fun of it in like a mean, in like a rude way. Yeah, exactly. Same. And I can't even believe we've been talking this long about this movie because I didn't think, I mean, I think it's just because of my rants. Oh no, did I rant too much? <laughs> we're fine. I think we're <laughs> But we should. Okay. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, uh, next week we'll be watching something else and I maybe won't be on my soapbox. Maybe I'll be on my soapbox about something else. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we're on Spotify now. Um, yes, we are. So you guys should all follow us and that'll make listening easier for whatever phone you have or computer. You don't have to use iTunes. You can use Spotify, but you can use iTunes too and you can rate us on there. Please do. Follow us on Spotify. Just bump us up. Please. We, we love will you. forever and love you for that. We love all of, we love the requests. We love the correspondence. Yes. We love the gifts, the messages. Sometimes I get from people with suggestions or thoughts. We I love it. it. Yeah. We love you guys. We love you guys. I'm uh, Bronwyn. I'm Jordane. Bye. Bye. <laughs>